So, thank you for letting me interview you first. I appreciate I can't do any of this. I'm just a messenger without you guys. So, first question. We just talked about Simon Sinek. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to do this interview? You asked, and I generally say yes to people that are persistent and who clearly have a reason. Like you said, you know the exact reason why you're here and why you get up in the morning. If you're determined, I'm happy to help. Thank you very much. How would you define a maverick? Remember, this project is all about business mavericks. Well, I'd love to ask you so that I understand the, the context of, of what you think a maverick is. I, I guess my definition of a maverick is a little cowboyish, yeah. little cowboyish, somebody who, if I think of myself as a maverick, I would say, yes, I am one. I dropped out of high school, I dropped out of university, I'm very driven, great work ethic, uh, and I'm great at chasing things, Okay. but I... I don't fall into traditional rules and structures. Okay. So to me, a maverick is someone that doesn't follow the normal path and takes the road less traveled, and that makes all the difference for me. Definitely. You've already answered the next question, which is why do you think you're a maverick? Mm -hmm. So that's great. Now, the London <clears throat> School of Economics actually developed a maverickism scale. I'm going to give you seven statements. You just need to say true, false, can't decide. Okay. People tell me that I'm a maverick, or words to that effect. True. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. True. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. True. I am much more productive than other people. True. I have very unusual talents. True. I'm generally underestimated by people. True. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. I'd say differently. I, yes. I wouldn't necessarily say always better because yeah. there's way more smarter, better people, but so somewhat true. Why do you do things differently? It's just who I am. Okay. Can you give me an example of what you do differently and how? I'm a big believer in my gut, so I just trust my gut intuition. And I don't think intuition is this airy-fairy just feeling. I think it's rapid processing of all the experiences. I think we are absolutely a sum total of all the experiences and decisions we've made in our lives. And so I think intuition, you have a gut. It's just, oh yeah, this feels right, doesn't feel right. I trust my gut. My gut's been reliable. I can't always explain, I usually can't explain exactly why I feel a certain way. I might just have a feeling. You, you might be interested in this. When I used to teach children's health in a university, I used to teach a lot of stuff like reflective practice. And what the, all the research shows is that when people, when a nurse uses a gut instinct which drug she's going to go for, right, or what she's going to do for this child who's just come in, when they analyse it, there's, there's, a, there's a reason for the decision they make. It, they're putting it down as gut instinct, but there's usually a reason, but there's a science behind it. I thought you might like to know mm -hmm. that. Is what you do equated with the bottom line or something else? Something else. So everything I do is purpose-driven. Okay. You know, I love building a brand, building brands, I guess, because we now have the 1-800-GOT-JUNK-WOW one day and you move me, three different companies. They're all based on taking an ordinary business and making it exceptional. Okay. So to me, that's the framework that I play in, is if I can't do something 
and make it exceptional, I don't want to do it. But to me, it isn't about money. I drive a Fiat. I live in a modest home. You know, I, I'm not a guy with all these boats and fancy cars. To me, it's not about the bottom line. To me, it's about the people. To me, it's about challenging the status quo and doing things differently. Now you know why you're being interviewed. Yeah. Is any part of being a maverick to do with autonomy over your life? I definitely like being in control. I like being open to new ideas and new things, but I also like um, being able to say, hey, if I want the day off to spend with my kids tomorrow, I'm going to take it. Yeah, brilliant. Does doing things differently require certain skills, talents, mindsets? And if so, what are they? I think it does. I think that I've learned over time uh, one of the skills and talents is just accepting who I am. I didn't finish school, didn't finish high school. It's not because I wasn't smart. It just didn't work for me, and that's okay. I'm very ADD. I'm very... Go through ebbs and flows with my energy. It's just accepting who I am and being okay with that. Okay. What are the challenges to being a maverick for you? I think the challenges are people often look at you differently and describe me as quirky and interesting. And but again, being okay with that, mm -hmm. just knowing that because someone sees me differently and doesn't understand how I do things. The right people who get to know me say, you know, Brian can see things that other people don't see. Exactly. What aspects of your personality, your character, influence your maverick approach? Because, like, I'm interviewing some people who are absolute introverts, but they're mavericks. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm definitely, I have an introverted side. I'm very social. I like the office being an open office environment. Nobody has private offices, mm -hmm. not myself, not my president. I get my energy from other people, but mm -hmm. I also like to be... Uh, reclusive and sometimes just have my own space, which is yeah. getting out of the office, going for a walk. So I can have a real introverted side. I've got a shy side, but I also have just a crazy outgoing side. Oh, I think, you know, I, I like adventures. I like being spontaneous. I like new, exciting, different, yeah. that kind of thing. Okay. Are you born or bred a maverick? That's a tough one. Nature versus nurture. Mm. I think... I mean, I think clearly it's got to be both. I think we're born with certain character traits. I have a two and a half, I've got three kids. I've got a two and a half year old little boy. And I feel like it's clear to see who he is. He's got mm. a sense of humor. He's fun. He's energetic. I just, I have a clear picture of who he's going to be, not what he will do, because mm. that doesn't matter, but who he will be in this life. And uh, so I think you are born with your personality and your character, because all my kids are very different. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I do think at the same time we also learn, mm. you know, learn to accept our weaknesses, learn to just socialize how we deal with other people. And, you know, so I, I, it's nature and nurture. I don't okay. think anyone could ever say it's just one. And do you think your childhood in any way impacted on your being a maverick? My, I think so, that it did impact me being a maverick. My grandfather was a... Um, my grandfather ran an army surplus store in San Francisco. Okay. And it was his store that he started, and I just saw how hard he worked and how much fun my grandmother and grandfather had running that business, and it inspired me to want to run my own business. So I think me working in that store definitely had an impact. Okay. How does your enthusiasm and drive and energy um, relate to you being a maverick? You've touched on it. You said, you're, you know, sometimes you're adventurous and sometimes you're really energy, sometimes you're quiet, need some recharge type, as I call it. 
like my personality, the energy that I can have and the enthusiasm is contagious. Yes. So when I really believe in something and get someone rallied around it, I think that it's contagious. Okay. How do you see rules? How do I see rules? Uh, other than ones that have to do with safety and yeah. health, you know, I think rules need to be broken and challenged. Mm-hmm. We're challenging the moving space right now. There's so many rules in how the moving business is run. Mm-hmm. And we just came in and said it shouldn't be this way. Okay. So I think rules are meant to be broken, again, okay. with the exception of things like safety and yeah. health and, yeah. you know, taking care of each other. But uh, rules are put in place to police the the people that, you know, can't do things a certain way. That You try and systematize the people that... that Mavericks can't be systematized. They can't be organized. And so I think you got to let them run wild. And you got to let mm-hmm. them break rules, bend rules, challenge the status quo. You know, one of my favorite uh, entrepreneurs in terms of some ID, ideologies are, uh, you know, Steve Jobs, just because of his think different, challenge the status quo. Well, it's and because of that. Ever good enough. It's because of that man I'm doing this, mm-hmm. to be honest. But I'll tell you about it. Yeah, sure. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business, or was there a particular trigger? I think I've always been this way, you know, dropping out of school, never sitting still, getting bad grades, yeah. Are you always a maverick, or do you choose to be so at times, and why? I think I am who I am. I don't think it's a choice. Okay. I think I'm, I choose to be happy with who I am. Right. I haven't always felt that way in my younger years. I'm in my early 40s. Uh, when I was in my early 30s, it was me probably having a little more of an arrogant approach of feeling like, you know, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur and I dropped out of high school and it's awesome. But now it's just accepting and being who I am. Okay. Do you turn the dial up and down on your maverickism level? Like in this instance, she's going to get it. I can, be, I can be 10 out of 10 maverick. In this situation, this board of directors, they need a bit of... I need to tone it down to a three. I don't think so. Okay. I think I'm what you see is what you get. Okay. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? I think you have people that are the right players in the right seats, you know, kind of like a sports team. I mean, okay. not everyone wants to be a quarterback, but some people are great quarterbacks. And I think that in business, you know, if, if a maverick finds their way in the world and their right place, that's the advantage. Yes. And I don't think it's better to be a maverick than not being a maverick. I'm, I'm happy with who I am and yes. grateful for all the gifts I've been given. Um, so I don't think there's okay. an advantage. Has Asian experience altered your maverick approach? If so, how have you grown? I think I've grown just in acceptance, accepting who I am mm-hmm and loving my strengths as much as I, uh, or loving my weaknesses as much as I love my strengths. Okay. Yeah, not trying to fix things anymore, you know? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. What aspects of your business are you most maverick in? I think we're most maverick in how we brand and market our business. Okay. Sort of loud, proud, get out there and yeah. uh, break some rules and challenge industries. Okay. So somebody I admire who I think does something similar. So I, I met him briefly. I'm, I'll meet him again at some point, Richard Branson. Um, you know, he's one of the ultimate mavericks in my mind because he just He's going to be interview 100. Oh, good. He doesn't know that yeah, yet. Yeah, but you'll find a way. Um, he, you know, my, my belief is that mavericks 
look at rules and go, okay, how do I go through them, over them, around them? And, uh, and I think that's an important key. I think that we like the challenge. Okay. And what aspects of your business are you least fabricating? What do you do just like everybody else? I don't think there's anything we do just like anyone else. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to know what the top answer is? Sure. Accounts, financing, tax. Yeah, I can see that. That one, that one is what crops up. Yeah, and that's probably true. We probably do the same thing. How do you balance being a maverick with home life? I balance my life, business and, and personal, uh, knowing that it's a yin and yang and mm-hmm. that, you know, it's one can't always take a priority, that you've you got to balance it all. So I just, I'm, I'm disciplined. I'm, you know, quite rigorous in my, okay, here's my work days, mm-hmm. here's my free days that I take time for the family. Um, I take an awful lot of vacation, but I also work very, very hard. So. Okay. It's good you take a lot of vacation. It's like, you know, remember I used to work with kids. I worked in palliative care, you know. Mm-hmm. There's nothing any CEO on the planet can say to me that phases me. Mm-hmm. A tough day at work for me was burying a four-year-old and a 17-year-old on the same day and helping their family get to deal with it. And it's because I come in with, into business with that perspective. Yeah. I don't get phased, but mm-hmm. I'm well aware that, you know, prioritise it. If something happened to one of your kids tomorrow, you've got the rest of your life to work out how many hours you spent in the exactly. office. Yeah. So it's yeah, just, life is always about perspective. Mm-hmm. Is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? I, I think so. I think that um, I want. I think it's important to make an impact in the world and mm-hmm. have it be lasting. Mm-hmm. So I think being a maverick is wanting to build something that will be beyond my life and beyond my leadership team's life. And okay. How much? If anything, of being a maverick is related to giving back or paying it forward. There's a statement on our wall there. It says it's all about people with my name below it. And so I think everything's about giving back. You know, yes, I can make more money and have more things, but that doesn't matter to me. To me, what matters is great people who are empowered and excited to be here and excited to... We've got something called the 101 Life Goals Program where people have their own personal goals that they work hard towards accomplishing with sometimes help and coaching from us here as a company. Okay. So that's for the staff who work with you? Yeah. Cool. Mavericks tend to be risk takers. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest risk you've taken in business to date? Apart from hiring that lady. Yeah. I mean, the biggest risks are sometimes the ones that you don't realize... It's a big risk at the time. How long has this company been going? 25 years. 25 years. Okay. So, how many projects have you done with your business in the last five years? How many projects? Yeah, how it works, this question is, how many ventures have you taken? So, some people I interview, they're serial entrepreneurs. So, they might have set up company after company after company. But if somebody's been working in one business, I know you said you got three... If somebody's been working in one business, then I ask them what projects they've done instead. Hundreds and hundreds. Okay. What would you consider are the characteristics of a successful project or venture? What is successful? That you hit your your goals, that you accomplished what you set out to achieve. Okay. So in our moving business, we are trying to build, trying to re-engineer the customer experience in the moving space. Okay. And our ultimate goal is to be the, the largest locally 
run moving company out there. So local moves versus moves from city to city. Okay. And there's a competitor out there that is, you know, very large that one day we will be larger than. So uh, I really like your attitude. Yeah. There's no ifs, buts, or maybes no. that one day we will be yeah. larger than. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Of all the ventures that you've done, according to the definition you gave me, how many of them were successful according to that definition? You met your goals, you did what you set out to achieve. I mean, all three brands, I think, have been successful. There's definitely been learnings and challenges and things that have gone wrong, but when things go wrong, we learn from them and we tweak and make changes. Okay. So what leads to successful execution of a venture? talk for hours on that but high level I think having the right people is first and foremost and uh, having a clear vision a picture of where we're going and uh, having the focus faith and effort to make it all happen okay and what do you do bring to the table that makes the venture successful Uh, bringing a clear vision of where we're going not necessarily how to get there that's my president Eric's job yeah and bringing in a sense of just belief and pride and excitement and energy, cheerleading. Okay. When a venture is unsuccessful mm-hmm. in any instance, what do you consider as a main reason for failure? I think in our case it's been the wrong people. Okay. So the people thing's a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. As a maverick, what are you afraid of? Nothing. You've already been talking about the people, so the next question is, how important is team to you as a maverick? It's everything. You know, you, you have the right people, but then the people have to work with other people. So working well together, communication, belief in each other. It's just like a sports team. You need the right players in the right positions. Exactly. Does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership? I think it affects my approach in that I need to... I need to be confident in what I bring to the table and find other people to fill the gaps of what I don't bring. So I think being a maverick has a lot of weaknesses, but that's where I've got someone like Eric who fills those weaknesses. Me and my partner are like that. I'm like the big idea person. He's a cost a senior estimator in a construction company. So he's like the detailed, you know, when I met him, he had a spreadsheet for all his holiday, and I'm a girl who picks up a backpack and goes... Where am I going? Yeah, 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 um, exactly. But as a team, it's brilliant. Yeah, that's neat. How and where did you get your permission to be a maverick? It's just permission from myself. Is being a maverick related to creativity in any way? I think mavericks are creative people by nature because mm-hmm. there's rules. They've got to figure out how to go over, around, through... They've got to think creatively. They have to think differently, and they do by nature. And how does that being a maverick relate to innovation? I think being a maverick, um, because you think creatively, that is being innovative. Okay. Innovation, to me, is just finding a different, better way. Okay. Mavericks tend to be learners. What are you a student of, Brian? Mm, Student of people. Okay. Student of people, I like to learn and, and... see you know what people are doing well and differently you know people often admire ask me who do I admire who are my favorite yeah I'm heading that that. I don't have any favorites okay because everybody you know you have some incredible strengths and things about you that are way better than Richard Branson 
you know, and, and every person has okay. things about them. There's no one person that the whole package is just brilliant. Do brilliant you know, people have awesome people around them who complete yes. the package. You know, uh, when you come out of Angel Station in London, right, they have this wall where they write a different quote on. Yeah. And you read quotes all the time, and it's hard to remember them all. I've got them all over my walls at home. And there was one that said, um, everyone is gifted. Some people just never open their presence. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. looked at all the people around me and thinking, I could, I, I'm a coach as well. Mm-hmm. I'm a trained coach, business coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you've got all these gifts, but you don't even know you got them. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to yeah. do something with them if you don't know you got them? Yeah, it's true. Um, do you draw on other mavericks in any way? I'm always turning to other people for advice, wisdom, okay. learning, so always, okay. always. And I probably connect most with Maverick types. Okay. You can choose to or answer or not answer this question. You kind of answered it because I, the question is, is there anyone who's a Maverick that inspires you? You mentioned Steve Jobs Steve and Jobs, you mentioned Branson. Branson. But I could mention people like... Um, trying to think you know, Ryan Holmes from Hootsuite who's the founder yeah or, I haven't met him yet you know, I, but I, I mean I could I can I can name big public entrepreneurs and then ones that aren't known very much yeah. and they all inspire me okay. and, and people that aren't Mavericks inspire everybody inspires me I just spent two weeks in Kenya with my family and the kids that you know Kenyan kids inspire the heck out of me do you know what somebody said um, a couple of days in ago uh, in an interview was that a smart human being learns from every other human being. What do you have to suffer and sacrifice because you're a maverick? Nothing. Okay. What motivates you as a maverick? Why do you get up and, you know, why do you get up and think, right, now I'm going to go and make this company massive? Mm -hmm. I think because I can do things that others can't do. You know, I have my own unique gifts, and I'm not saying I can do things better. Mm They're just differently, and no one sees what I see. Okay. Is any part of being a maverick related to finding out who you are and what you're capable of? I think so. I think being a maverick is, you know, Mm self-discovery, understanding what you're good at and what you're bad at, and not trying to fix the things that you're bad at, just being who you are and embracing it. It's a little bit like that phrase, isn't it? If you don't love yourself, how's anybody else supposed to love you? Yeah, sure. Do you like being a maverick? For sure. Is being a maverick a responsibility? Is it important or a responsibility in any way? I think everybody has responsibilities as a human being, and and being a maverick, you know, you can you can have a lot of power and influence in what you create in the world. So I think it's a big responsibility. On a scale of one to ten, how maverick are you? I'm definitely up there, probably a nine or ten. Awesome. Yeah. What advice? What would you have said getting to know me in an hour? I think you're pretty up there. Yeah. I don't judge. Yeah. yeah. My my job's not to judge. My job's to be the messenger. I find it interesting. from the journey, you know, I'm a very different Billy from the girl who started this. Yeah. Um, what I find is some people who 
It's, it's interesting how people answer that question. Some people will say, yeah, I'm a 10, I'm an 11. Mm. But it's like at the beginning of it, they're the same people who were telling me, well, I don't even know I'm a maverick. Mm. And then through the questions, they're like, I've learned all this about myself. Mm. Yes, I am. Then you have the ones that go, well, why do I have to have a scale? You know, who am I comparing myself with? So it kind of depends on how they perceive that question. Um, from a personal perspective, if you'd asked me originally, I'd have said I was pretty out there. Mm. Now, having done this, mm. not comparing myself to other mavericks, the question is comparing myself to what I could be. Mm. I reckon I'm only at three. Mm. And to most people on the planet, I'm pretty far out. Mm. Um, but then I'm starting to think, hang on, are you really touch? If you were fully full, working full max on your skills and potential, are you doing what you could be doing? No. Nah. So, but I tend to give myself a hard time. Yeah. Um, which is why we excel. Yeah, sure. Um, what advice would you give to someone who feels they're a maverick so that they can be the best possible maverick they can be? Now, you're a really good person to ask this question because you've said a lot of times, you know, about how you were as a child and then accepting who you are. So what would your advice be? I think it's exactly what I've said several times is accepting your weaknesses and playing to your strengths, not trying to fix the things that are wrong. I mean, mm -hmm. be happy with who you are. How do you promote and serve other people to be mavericks? So say you've got somebody in your company and you think, whoa, there's some serious thinking really outside the box. She's thinking really outside the box. What do you do then? I could just, I'm good at asking questions. I'm good at cheerleading and getting people to take risks, seize opportunities. Okay. What's your, hang on, how do you serve yourself to be a maverick? Just acceptance. I like that word. Yeah. What's your biggest ambition right now? You know, after coming back from Kenya and just kind of reflecting on, you know, on that trip, I've got everything I could ever need and want, um, but it is still fun to get out there and build businesses. So I think it's just continuing to add brands. Okay. And that one day people look at all the brands we've built and the impact we've had on the world in terms of all of our people and and that it's a, a story that people tell. You know what would be really interesting, right? Years ago, I'll tell you a bit about me if I've got time, but years ago I used to work at Cardiff University. It's one of the top universities in the country, and I used to go to these lunchtime panels because I was always thinking, always absorbing knowledge from anywhere. And they were saying, how would... What can we do so that anywhere around the world one of our students went, they could say, that's a Cardiff University student. And what I'm thinking with you, my brain's like, <sighs> is like, what, how, what could you do that with every company that you had, that anybody who'd worked for you, anybody who worked for you at the time, somebody would know, that's Brian Scudden behind that. How do you get that? That's, I mean, that's kick-ass branding. You know, mm -hmm. to be known for that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's figuring out what that, that is. Mm -hmm. If you could have a superhero power, what would it be? being able to touch people and get them feeling empowered to accomplish their dreams. 
you know, I have to touch people to do that. <laughs> I've been teaching empowerment for 10 years in a university. Yeah. It's quite weird how this is all up. Yeah. scary. Cool. Um, as a maverick, what do you do for fun? I know you like travelling, you like spending time with your family. Skiing, big into skiing right now because I can do it with my family. Mm -hmm. I'm big into doing things uh, into this uh, concept of com combining. So if I'm going to get out there and exercise, why don't I exercise with friends? I yes. get on my road bike and go road biking with friends. Go skiing, great, something I can do with my family versus just alone. So everything I do, I like to do with others. Hey, have you heard of good gyms? Good gyms? No. Oh, my God. I just landed him, okay? So this guy, you're going to love this. Tower Hamlets in London. And what he did was he set up this... I'd read about it years ago, but now I'm doing Mavericks, and it cropped up, he cropped back up on the scene. What he does is, like, say you're somebody, you want to do a run, and you want to lift some weights. Mm. So you go online, and you pick up the phone, and they tell mm. you, right... You need to run to Mrs. Smith, who lives in a part on the tenth floor of this apartment. Okay, you run to her house, you go to her house, and you pick up the shopping list off her, and then you go and do her shopping for her. Right? Mm -hmm. Then you lug her shopping up the stairs, and you go and speak. To, and then if she invites you for a cup of tea, you go and have a cup of tea with her. Right? Mm -hmm. Then you run home. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. The idea is you're doing some good, but you're getting your workout. Mm -hmm. Now, Mrs. Smith might be somebody who's an elderly lady who's not spoken to another human being all day. Mm -hmm. So, for her, you've given her somebody to talk to mm -hmm. and got her out of her, the depression that old people feel mm -hmm. because they're isolated. Mm -hmm. And you've got your workout. And instead of making putting money into a gym every month, you make a donation. Mm -hmm. How King amazing yeah, cool. is that? Yeah. And I, I emailed him, and he's, I'm interviewing him on the 6th of October. Oh, I gotta check that out. Oh, it's, so, I don't so think he's here. Yeah. He's based good, in England, good but one of, good gyms. Yeah. And cool. what I'm gonna do is, but what I'll do is, um, I'll t let me just finish the final question. Um, oh, two questions. If you had a quote to define you as a maverick, mm -hmm. what would it be? Is there one you live your life by? It's it's taking the road less traveled. I often just, I mean, that's borrowed from Robert Frost, but that little snippet of taking the road less traveled. That book's on my shelf. Yeah. What would you like to have been asked, Brian, that I haven't asked you? It's your interview. You've asked it all. Yeah, it's good. So thank you very much. I'm going to switch this off now. Oh, you make, were great. I'm going to make a note about the good gym.